So it's all about finding what works for you. There's no, there's no one size fits all in any type of marketing. And I think that's the fun part about it is we get to be creative and um, identify what works best for those ind individual dealers as well as within their market. Welcome to the Matador Podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy with Jason. We are here live in Las Vegas, Nevada. You guys are doing okay this morning, right? We are, we are doing good, I think. Not, not, not too many bottles of wine last night? <laughs> the right bottles. Nice the and caffeinated. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, guys. We're going to have some great conversations today. We get to talk anything and everything we want to talk when it comes to Pinterest. I have Molly, I have Allison, and I have Jay with me today. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time to jam with me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Might go squirrel a few times. I go squirrel sometimes in the morning, i got to be honest with you. I've only had one coffee, so we'll see. <laughs> I've only had one as well, so we should get <laughs> we'll on the see, same level. We'll maybe. But, you know, I like kicking off these podcasts with a little origin story. Because, A, I find nobody wakes up one morning and goes, huh, yeah, I'm going to be an automotive. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> you know, I find it's usually one of three ways. Either you're born into the business. You got one here. Okay, there we go. You either stumbled into it. Yep. Or you're like me, you got conned into the business. <laughs> or maybe it's a combination of the two. I don't know. We'll see. All right, so Molly, what we'll do is we'll start with you. You can introduce yourself and what you do and uh, just kind of how you got started in the business. Sure. My name is Molly Dennehy. I am the brand manager for Dealers United, and I'm probably the newest to the industry here. I've only Good. been about a year and a half, so stumbled into it really <laughs> with relationships and was looking for a new opportunity, and I knew the people at Dealers United and loved them and really wanted to be a part of that culture. So culture is what drove me to the automotive industry. That's awesome. You know what? Culture, good or bad, we have it. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. Straight up. First dealership I ever worked with, oh, oh, oh that was a culture. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's really surprised me about the automotive industry is how much it relies on relationships. And so yes. that was kind of the biggest aha and probably my favorite part about it. That's awesome. Allison, for you? Good morning. I'm Allison McConaughey, a senior partner manager at Pinterest. I've been working in automotive since 2012, and I kind of stumbled into it because I was working in tech in Metro Detroit, and then all the tech companies came into town to work on automotive and pulled me right in. There you go. You got sucked in. I did. I Watch did. out. Once it gets in your blood, <laughs> Molly, you're not going to be able to get it out. Yeah. Right? I'm here. And then, Jay, you were, it was born yeah, so in your blood. Yes. I, I was born into it. I was one of the options that was born into it, but uh, it's been great. Um, our culture is definitely good if you ever want to go to our stores. I think the culture is good at least. No, we, we have a great time there and we've been operating since 1977 and I had the opportunity to running our marketing department and working with these fine people over here so it's, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. And let's, marketing, I love that topic, right? It's been a tough topic to talk about though lately. I got to be honest with you, right? Sure. I swear, I swear I, if, I, if I go into a dealership and I use the, the M word, they're kind of like, <laughs> no. No money for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's, that's kind of been the theme, right? But I think there's a shift. We're, we're turning around, right? And one of the things I'm most excited about in marketing right now is so many changes to the way we can target people and the way that we can market to people is that I believe the creative is finally now going to take front stage. I mean, face it, guys. We've been able to run some subpar creative and get away with it. We yes. have, right? You know, I I get, as, long, as long as I'm putting out ads, $259 biweekly. 
come by it. That, that worked. It worked. I hate to say it, but it worked, right? But I think moving forward over the next four years, I think creative is going to fundamentally change and transition in great ways. And I'd love to get each one of you guys' thoughts on that. Molly, I'll start with you, and then Jay, I'll work my way over to you. Sure. Um, with marketing and how much it's changed, all the different platforms and channels that we can communicate on, I think it's become a really fun challenge to align our creative to not only the platform and the ways that we communicate, but also to the people who are on those platforms. So there's all different audiences that are you know, on Pinterest and TikTok and Facebook, and it's not just one message you know, meets all these days. You have to be relevant and really cater that creative to get that attention and that awareness. It is about attention, right? When I think about it, I mean, it, it, the brands that I follow, I follow them for two, one of two reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Either they educate me or they entertain me. Sure. Sometimes both. Edutainment. <laughs> um, it's rare to find, but it does happen. But you're absolutely right, 100%. Allison, how do you think that creative is going to kind of transition? Sure. Should. So at Pinterest, you know, we're obviously a visual first platform. Everything on Pinterest is visual, whether it's video or static units. So we always educate our dealers to make sure that their creative is relevant to the audience to which they're speaking. Um, so life moments are massive on Pinterest, and we know that consumers are two and a half times more likely to purchase a new vehicle the year following a life moment, like having a baby, getting married, buying a new house. So if Jay comes to me and he says, hey, I want to go after people that just relocated to my area because of COVID, then we're going to put together a strategy where the creative, the text overlay, and the call to action is all very relevant and cohesive so that it speaks to that audience. That's awesome. No, 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 no life cycles for sure. I just moved. Okay. So how am I supposed to follow that up from Allison? <laughs> well, you know what, though? But let's get into dealer messaging, right? Yep. It's, it's not necessarily what you do, all right? Because we all know what you do, right? You've got a big sign, 30-foot sign right outside the dealership saying exactly what you sell. So it's not necessarily that we, we move the metal and we service the metal. It's why we do it the way we do it is make things very unique for you. Okay. So, so when we do creative, it's all about experience for the consumer. So mm -hmm. we want to show what we do at Healy and the experience driven like we always talk about is more important than the product we sell. So like Pinterest, what, whatever the percentage is, is people are will buy more if they're having a great experience nowadays. So Absolutely. that's the biggest biggest part I think when we when we design creative together it's it's a really big part of how we drive that traffic. So. Well that's making creative for your audience, not for yourself. Right? And we've been um, in Correct. the past as an industry, and oh, look, I was a dealer principal. I fell into it. I did the same type of stuff, right? I, I, I created very self-serving ads, right? Sure. I was the number one this, and I was the number one that in my market. Made yourself <laughs> feel good, yeah. As long as you're driving the product and the clicks and all that stuff, that's exactly, what you Exactly, yeah. exactly. I, I was number one, you know? But, but, but that doesn't speak to the audience, right? And the experience speaks to the audience. Something that I've, uh, that I've, I've seen recently is that I, I think the death of the sales process is it's done. It's finally. Like, we nailed the final in, nail in the coffin. It's gone, right? But now it's, it's, a, it's a buying process, not a sales process. And that's the experience. There's not one way to buy a car anymore, right? So l tell us a little bit about how you market, specifically message-wise, so the experience. So we switched our philosophy like many years ago. We just started going consumer-focused experience. So we want them to have the best time. Whether it's you're buying online or coming in the store, it's all about you. We want them to know it. So we, we relay that message to them. We make it as easy as possible. We want to meet them where their needs are. 
So whether it's, like, like I said, coming in the store, no pressure. But if you want to buy online, you want to do all your finance apps online, it's completely fine. So if you're not consumer experienced and consumer like generated the way you, way you need to be, then I think you, you're really failing in this business nowadays. So. I agree with you. And Allison, are you seeing the same kind of Pinterest? Are you seeing more experience-driven creative and messaging? Absolutely. You know, people remember how you made them feel. And when they're making such a massive purchase, right, it's the second biggest purchase they'll ever make in their lifetime. They want to walk away from that feeling really good, cared for, understood. And I think um, Healy Brothers has done a great job of relaying that through their creative, right? Like they want you to walk away with a positive experience and they want you to come back, right? Not only for service and accessories, but for that future purchase in a couple years. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to put you into a category that's probably at the, the topper end of the higher end of, let's say, most dealership marketing efforts, because I applaud you. That's amazing. Molly, you guys are dealing with a lot of different dealerships. All right. Do you still think that the majority of still need to kind of buy into this experience messaging? What have you seen? I think that people are getting more aware of the fact that there are different experiences online, that we have to take them through a journey with our creative and the experience, not only that they have in store, but also online. So I think people are becoming more aware of this and that we have to market not only when times are good and we have budget to spend on these different platforms, but also when it's a little bit harder because we need to educate them on why our brand and why the dealership is the place to go. So you're not just pushing inventory and this is what we have when we don't necessarily have inventory. We need to really tell our story. People fall in love with the narrative rather than just the product. And that why, and I love that you bring it up because it is a why, right? Why buy from me? And we, we buy experiences, you know? Um, I've been in the industry for a while and you know I remember when I first got trained on how to sell cars, all right, it was a lot about controlling the customer. I controlled the customer. The customer did what I wanted them to do, right? And and I'm I'm super happy to see that there's been a fundamental shift in that. But the why was never a part of any training whatsoever, right? It was just no, 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 you're gonna do what I'm gonna do. But it's I still find dealerships are struggling to define their why. It's not what they do. We know what they do, but why they do it the way we do it. Jay, for you, how did you kind of, how did you guys kind of work through that process of defining your why? So our why is, it's been consumer driven, but it obviously changed over the years from my grandfather to my uncles, my dad, and we understood we had to adapt with the times. Um, and we, we knew if you don't adapt, you die kind of a thing. And then we started realizing like, with the way technology is going, if you're not meeting that consumer where they are and how they want to buy or how they want to interact with you or what your story is or how you help the community it's so it's so important nowadays like we do little fundraisers and people come up to us and we'll say i literally only came to buy a car because you helped the community do this so mm, I like that. you just got to be a part of it a part of their whole buying experience and helping them not as much pushing product and i i think some dealers get stuck with just it's they're still in the the, like the mode of pushing product on people. Yes. And I just, I, I'm not a believer anymore. And I, I think just meeting the buyer where, where they are in the buying process to help them push them along and, and guide them to the right purchase that works for them and their family. What I think Keeley has also done a really good job of is identifying their why buys for the different types of audiences uh, and the different generations that some people may be really connected to what you do with your foundation and your community or how you have the different opportunities to get insurance through Healy or, you know, that's the ease of those experiences. So I think I applied you guys for, for identifying those different why we, buys. We try, we try a little bit, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about kind of pushing that message, right? Um, 
I'm not going to say the name of the social media network. We'll just say that they've changed their name recently. Uh, but, all right, when they first kind of came out, it was like, let's just kind of layer the ads in within that social environment. Mm-hmm. Now, push, push, push. Everything is about push. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of interested from the Pinterest side, yeah. all right, of how do you balance out kind of that online shopping experience but not have that push, push, push in their face all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So we've found that having a multi-objective strategy on our platform works best for dealers. So they should be always on with an awareness strategy, consideration, as well as conversion, right? So the conversion bucket is where you're pushing the message. You're pushing shopping ads, you're wanting them to take action on whatever your message is. But you also have to meet them where they are. So if they just moved into your area, they need to learn about your dealership, your group, how you give back to the community. You need to create that connection with them. And then if someone is cycling through a life moment, you know, a new mom, she needs to be educated on the safety features or the convenience features of that new vehicle, right? Like hands-free liftgate, a backup cam, like things that may not be super exciting to us because we're in the industry, but people only buy a car every few years, right? So it might be new to them. So we always have to keep top of mind that you have to meet people where they are and those features really make a difference for people, right? Because it saves them a few minutes of their day or it just makes something a little bit easier and that makes all the difference for a busy person. It makes more sense then when you meet them where, where they are and the relevancy for the, for the moms, like they know the safety features and all that stuff. So it's, it's a lot about relevancy that when you meet them there, so. I think with the consumer mindset, when you're on Pinterest, you are more receptive to seeing an ad. And the ads are so seamless. Sometimes you don't even know that you're looking at an ad, but the consumer, you know, we're in a planning, that inspiration mindset that we are more receptive to putting something in front of us that we want. We want to add this to our life. We want this to be a part of, you know, where we go in the future. So I think that people are more receptive because of that consumer mindset when you're using the platform. No, I agree. And it's one of the most fascinating things I find about the platform is that the mindset there is not for me just to find the next, you know, kitty cat video and get a good laugh out of it. You're there to get stuff done. Exactly. We're shopping. We realize it. You're doers. Yes. Pinterest people are doers. Men, women, they're doers. So... (laughs) You know, a lot of people say that it's primarily a, 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 a female demographic, but I, I got to be, I use Pinterest. I do. Um, my, my, one of my hobbies, and I don't have a lot because I'm pretty much just doing this all the time, right? <laughs> but one of my hobbies is overlanding. Uh, and it's off-roading cool. with these kind of rooftop tents and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, I find more ideas yeah. and just cool tech and cool stuff that I didn't even know existed, all right, from Pinterest. So, no, it's, it's a great shopping place. I... I I personally really enjoyed the experience. I don't feel like I'm getting bombarded with stuff as much as I'm being fed stuff that's meaningful to me. We were talking about that earlier, is relevancy. Yeah. I find I'm gonna be honest, I'm not tuning your horn, I'm being serious. I, I actually think- <laughs> It's very it visual. Is, it, it is, it's very visual, but it's also very relevant for me. Now, going back to kind of awareness and kind of consideration and kind of conversion buckets, um, I, I'm gonna ask this for you, Jay. What would you say your split in your budget is between kind of those three strategies? So we were, at the beginning, we were very high in awareness at first. Yep. Um, it also took a lot of like strategy at first because it was it was new. So we had to yeah. build out different buckets. There was some back and forth on how to different product catalogs and stuff like that. But now I think we just, we're working in about, it's, it's pretty, so we're, we're like about 50% awareness, 20 okay. Yeah, probably twenty yeah, percent consideration, yep. thirty shopping. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's a great. Mix, yeah, yeah. So, but there was a lot of trial and error. Like we really critiqued it together. Like there, 
a bunch of fun to work with. I mean, there, I think at one point we were on the phone every week or every like <laughs> at least every other week, or it felt like every day at one point to, to get it all right. But um, it's it's been a, it's been a fun ride, and and I mean we've had a lot of success with it. So that's awesome, Molly. What what do you typically see? I think that's a great mix. But what? mix do you typically see in the I think it like you said instead of trial and error I'm going to say test and learn we'll just shift that perspective there <laughs> that's why I'm a dealer and she's a professional <laughs> it's all about marketing and marketing right yeah. um, but I think it's all about testing and learning to find what works best and how much you know does a brand have a good standing in the community already so maybe we don't need to dial so much into awareness and we just really want to focus on that consideration set so it's all about finding what works for you there's no there's no one size fits all in any type of marketing. I think that's the fun part about it is we get to be creative and um, identify what works best for those ind individual dealers as well as within their market. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we always start the conversation off with new dealers, new partners by saying like, what are your business goals? What do you need this month? What do you need for the next three months? Obviously, inventory has been a big pain point for everybody the last year. So for some dealers, they want to push inventory. For others, they do not want to spend a cent there. Let's talk about service. So we always start with the end goal in mind, and then we kind of back into our strategy and our budget split from there. Well, I, I like the fact that you bring up preparation, because Jay, I'm gonna kind of ask you kind of how you go through. There's a lot of people, a lot of dealers out there that may be watching, listening right now, going, huh, right, yeah, Pinterest, okay. Yeah, I could try that out, TikTok. Maybe I could try that out sure. too, I don't know, we'll see, right? But there's kind of dipping your foot in the pool, and then there's jumping in the pool, paddling around and seeing if the temperature's good. Jay, like, just kind of walk me through, like, how did this kind of start for you? Was Did, did you dip? Did you dive? How did <laughs> so, we definitely dove. Um, Dealers United is a great partner of ours. So when they said, hey, uh, let's let's try this out, uh, it's a great opportunity. I think it's a great platform for you guys to add to your whole tool of uh, advertising scheme. So when uh, Justin and Pete and Molly brought it to us, we were like, you know what, we'll give it a go. We weren't believers at first, and then yeah. they showed us some audiences, and we jumped in full head, and we actually added budget this quarter to... So it's cool. it's definitely a platform I, I highly advise for, for dealers to use and it's it's such a great you're meeting a lower funnel buyer. So like what's better than that when you advertise? If someone's ready to do something, like why not advertise to them and give them what they want? So uh, that's awesome. big believer in it. And, and look, I, I agree with you. I I'm not the type. I, I'm more like the cannonball kind of a guy like yeah, I just all in I'm, I'm, I'm all in or I'm just not in at all but uh, I, I'd, Molly I'd love to kind of get you know for dealers out there that are, are looking to kind of maybe reignite or restart kind of their marketing efforts there's some unease of just how do I restart it you know and where do I allocate those dollars and how much are I allocating those dollars so what would you say maybe some of the first steps are kind of restarting their marketing strategies sure I think it goes back to what Allison said which is identifying what those objectives are you know do we need to get more um, service ROs do we need to do we have a lot of used vehicles that we've acquired now through our acquisition strategies that we need to get out there so I think identifying what our goal is first and then looking at the different platforms that make sense to our market um, how are we going to measure that what does good look like you know your goals may be different than you know another dealer's goals and we need to align our expectations on both sides from the agency side of what we can deliver and what good looks like to a dealer so really getting aligned with those goals and how we're going to measure what success looks like that is that is a big one you have to do what's right like for your own market and like what you do in your backyard we're in a niche area and what they brought to us was it could be city driven because we're close to New York City, but if you're not matching your market where you are, your environment, your community, you're, you're, you're going to waste your ad spend. And, and it's 
it's really you just have to adjust to that to that area and, and do what's right for you, but also like the community and stuff. Well, I'm glad you brought up ad waste because you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that's, I'm that's, big on I'm big on ad waste. And <laughs> I, I'm big, knows that too. So <laughs> I'm big on ad waste as well. And and like like I said, I think for the past decade, uh, we've kind of just accepted ad waste because sure. the performance levels were poor selling cars. So I'll just kind of keep cutting the checks. We'll just kind of keep going. Um, but I, you're 100% right. That's not the way. And, and, and starting off that brief, the, those objectives, those, you know, what, what direction are we going to go? What does success actually mm -hmm. look like? Let me not just hit the, the Pinterest button or hit the TikTok button or hit the meta button, but let's actually discuss what we are going to define success before, before we get into it. Now, I remember early meta, early Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. There was a bit of a struggle within the automotive industry of kind of getting people to really kind of dive in. And it was like, are you doing Facebook marketing? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. I spent my 500 bucks. Yeah. I'm doing it, I'm doing it, you know? So I'm checking out the proverbial box. And I, I think that uh, dealers out there should know that th this is an investment, yeah. all right? Um, I, I'm curious <laughs> if I can get a number from you, I'll see if sure. I can. Um, Allison, what would you recommend, all right, would be a good financial investment all right, to, to get started with Pinterest. Yeah, so we usually advise somewhere around $2,000 per store per month. And the reason for that is because it gives you the ability to Demands. divvy up yes. that budget across multiple objectives, which we know and we've proven out boost performance across all buckets. And it also gives you wiggle room to optimize mid-month or towards the end of the month to your best performing campaigns. Um, but to your point, we're very disciplined with our dealers when we initially like set up campaigns. We want to make sure that we're all aligned on what our KPIs are, how we're measuring, and we're very diligent about reporting back to them and showing them, hey, you're moving the needle against this metric, maybe not this one, let's shift budget over here. You know, we're our team is very involved with our dealers. We want to ensure that they have success on the platform. And then once we prove that, as we have with Healy, then they're willing to go a little bit deeper with that investment, which is always a positive. No, that's good. Look, it's, it's an honest thing. Look, yeah. It's like, if you're going to do it, this is the type of financial commitment you need to make yep. so that you can actually play within those different buckets. Guys, I, I know we're getting towards the tail end of our time today, but uh, before I let you guys go, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and maybe love to kind of connect with you and kind of follow along with you guys' journey, what's the best way to do so? Molly, I'll start with you and I'll come over to you, Jay. Um, I would say going to our website, dealersunited.com, or let's connect on LinkedIn. I'm also very active on LinkedIn, so you can reach out to me there or email our team at dealerteam at Pinterest.com. So I'm going to leave the advertising to, to the professionals <laughs> over here, but if you do want to check out any of our pages, you can find us at Healy Brothers, pretty much any page across. We're more than willing to help you and, and look into different ways to advertise. We're, we're not just worried about our strategy. We'll definitely help other dealers uh, do what they That's want, awesome. but we'll leave it to the professionals to uh, show how it's done, <laughs> these two people over here. That's awesome, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.